Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Point of Insanity Game Studios Geekery in General Podcast. I am Al, and today we're taking another bargain bin adventure with Golden Axe Beast Rider for the Xbox 360. Now before we get to the bargain bin adventure part of today's episode, I'd like to talk a little bit about the Golden Axe series. It's one of those series that I do remember quite fondly from my childhood. I remember playing the game when it first came out in the arcades, and not only was it available at my local arcade, but I believe there was also a copy at my uh, local roller skating rink as well. As far as gameplay goes, you had three different characters to choose from. You had Axe Battler, the Barbarian, who wielded Earth Magic. Gilius Thunderhead, the dwarf who wielded thunder magic, and Tyrus, a uh, Amazon swordswoman who wielded fire magic. The gameplay was fairly simple, uh, more or less just walked up to enemies and started to beat up on them, but you could do a few other moves as well, like sometimes you could pick them up and throw them, or you could also do things like smash them on the head with the hilt of the weapon. Uh, the big draw was probably the magic system, though, and, you know, as you progressed, you would get different potions, and each potion would give you a little bit of magic, and you could use to unleash your special magical attacks. One of the things in the series that did carry on, though, was actually riding beasts, and the during the course of your travels, you would sometimes encounter enemies riding various monsters, and what you could do is... After you knocked the rider off, you could get on the beast and use it to your advantage. So that was actually something that set it apart from a lot of the other beat-em-ups in the arcades that you saw around this time period. The game was eventually ported to the Sega Genesis, and it did spawn a few sequels, as well as some spin-offs. The second one, Golden Axe 2, not too much different from the original one. A lot of the gameplay mechanics were still fairly similar, had the same cast of characters, so as far as sequels go, it's one of those games that, not necessarily bad, but it really didn't bring anything new or fresh to the series. That eventually did change with Golden Axe 3. Golden Axe 3 was different because you had four new playable characters. And not only did you have these new characters, some of them did play a little bit differently. And they each had their own special moves. But what was really unique about Golden Axe 3 is that there were different pathways you could go through the game, where you would defeat a boss and then you would have to choose which route you wanted to take. I liked that idea because it gave you a lot of replayability because you couldn't go through all the stages in a single playthrough. Now this game was released in 1993 and in the arcades we also had uh, another game, Dungeons and Dragons, The Tower of Doom. That one utilized some the similar mechanic where you had to take the multiple paths Though, to be honest, I'm not sure which one of these games came out first, so I don't know if one of the games copied the other, or if by coincidence, 
both Capcom and Sega decided, hey, let's make a beat-em-up game where you could take different routes through the, the game. Another one of the Golden Axe games that I've played is Golden Axe Warrior. This one was released for the Sega Master System. It was released a few years after Legend of Zelda, so if you take a look at Golden Axe Warrior, and if you immediately jump to the conclusion that this was more or less a rip-off of the Legend of Zelda, you could be forgiven. However, I think that Golden Axe Warrior does have enough going for it where it is significantly different from Legend of Zelda. I personally found Golden Axe Warrior to be a lot more difficult because the enemies always seem to get a hit on you even after you attack them. Usually in The Legend of Zelda, when you hit an enemy, if it doesn't die right away, it goes back a few spaces. Most of the enemies in Golden Axe Warrior don't do that, though, so that does make it a little harder to avoid damage, and you usually got to rely on hit-and-run tactics. Also, you can only equip one item at a time, unlike Zelda, so that, I think, made it a lot more challenging. So if you were walking around fighting enemies and you wanted to switch to a different weapon, you had to go to the sub-screen, and then choose what item you wanted to use and then go back to the to the battle. So you had two main weapons in this game, a sword and an axe, with the sword having a little bit longer range and the axe giving you the added benefit of being able to not only attack in an arc, but also chop down trees. Another thing I do like about Golden Axe Warrior that does set it apart from Zelda is the fact that there are towns, and there are people that you do get to interact with. There have been a couple other games in the Golden Axe series that were exclusive to the uh, arcade, and I believe there was also one of it that was released for the Game Gear. haven't played those, so I can't really speak to them. So now that we've taken a look at Golden Axe and some of the places it's been over the course of its history, Let's take a look at what is, to date, the last of the Golden Axe games, Golden Axe Beast Rider. So let's fire it up and take a look. Yuria was besieged, its land swallowed one after another by an evil, festering darkness, led by the demon Death Adder. Oh, so they're making Death Adder a demon in this one. The Axirian Sisterhood hoped that an ancient ritual might spare Axir from ruin. The gods can be cruel, even to their own. And the gods always demand sacrifice. So far, so good. Looks pretty promising. So, Golden Axe Beast Rider, press start. Okay, yes, I know, we gotta go through all the saving. So, we'll just jump right in with a new game, and we'll just start with normal level. The ceremony! The Sisterhood will never forgive me if I am late. What blasphemy is this? Dogs of the Death Adder, here? 
Okay, so... Grubbers, brainless fools, my blade will sing as I sharpen my skills. A for quick strikes, X for powerful strikes, and knocking back. So, I have to say that it definitely reminds me of the other Golden Axe games because a very... How can I say this? Very primitive, savage-looking style, and that's one thing I've noticed in a lot of the, uh, the Golden Axe games. I smell an ambush. I must defend myself. When an attack comes, I will either evade or parry. So you can evade orange attacks or parry blue attacks. If I fail to do this, I will surely die. Yes, that's what usually happens if you fail to block or parry attacks. So I wonder how that's going to work. I mean, it it is nice that they do give you that defensive option because usually with the the beat em up games, it's very rare. Ooh, what's this over here? The island of Axir, an island off the coast of Urian continent and homeland of the Axirian Sisterhood. Oh, Axirian, as in Golden Axe. Haha! <laughs> Clever. The priestesses recruit girls from the mainland at a young age to worship and fight for the Dragon Titan. Okay, so it looks like you get little scrolls giving you background information on the game. But as I was saying, it is nice that they do give you the ability to block and parry because usually with uh, beat-em-up games, it's very rare that you have the opportunity to block or defend yourself. At least in the ones I've played. I mean, the ones I remember from the 16-bit era. Usually for uh, those games, you didn't have many def defensive options. Pretty much the best defense was a good offense. One of the few beat-em-up games from the 16-bit era that I can remember that actually did give you defensive options was Pirates of Dark Water, which I know it came out for the Super Nintendo. That's the version I've played. I'm not sure if it was released for the Genesis. But that one actually did give you the ability to block. Okay, all these guys coming, so... So I wonder if I have to keep slashing away until I defeat a certain number of them, or... But I saw a roadway. Maybe I can go over here, and maybe that's the way I gotta go. Anyone following? Yup, here comes another one! So no life bar uh, visible on the screen yet, so... It keeps telling me to either evade or parry, so... Maybe I have to do that before it'll let me pass. So, okay, parry the blue attacks. Okay, so I parried a blue attack. Again, no life bar, so I'm wondering if it... I'm wondering if uh, it's one of those games that lets you get past the... Uh, get past the tutorial level. Okay, so orange. There we go. Another game that this kind of reminds me of stylistically so far is uh, Brutal Legend. Another one of my games that I've played for bargain bins. Oh, okay, I see now. I gotta... I have to evade or parry attacks. Okay, so... Come on! Oh, 
Okay, so, come on. Attack me so I can parry. Yeah, very primitive, savage feel. Okay, orange ones. So now I gotta... Oh, he switched it up. Okay, come on. Okay, one more. Give me one more attack to dodge or parry. Yes, I know the game has to make sure that I... I know the game mechanics before I move on. These boogeymen are mine now. So that's what they call them, boogeymen. Okay, so parry or... Uh, now I gotta do another stupid tutorial. Evade and then... Counter. Okay, that's kind of that's kind of monotonous, I guess. But you know, I guess I gotta make sure that I no, I know the game mechanics. Oh, that's one thing I can see is kind of uh, tricky. Remembering, okay, I gotta press right right trigger for one type or the right bumper button for one type of attack and the uh, left for another so come on come on Well, that's kind of cool. Uh, cut him in half at the torso. Okay, one more. Come on. Come on, one more. It's a little easier, I think, to do the counter after the after the attacks that you dodge as opposed to the ones you parry. I can handle several enemies at once by using evade and parry cancels. When facing insurmountable odds, I will evade or parry any time. I can cancel my attack chains or even my counters into defense when I can turn the tables. Uh, not another stupid... Come on, can't I just... Okay, so this is a boss apparently. I mean, come on, can't I just get on with the game instead of having to do these stupid requirements? So hopefully the game will be a bit more promising after we get past this, you know, the mindless, you know, hey, you gotta do this a certain number of times before we let you continue. Actually, the thing that I have a hard time keeping straight is just the... The thing I'm having a hard time keeping straight is remembering, okay, which ones do I... Okay, finally! Now I can advance in the game! So I've got a green bar. Do I have magic now? Or Oh, I can jump! Class C. Okay, yeah, I didn't do too good on that one, I guess. Well, let's 
keep going. Uh, I, as I said, I do like the style so far. Hopefully that's the last of the tutorials. The gate is... The gate up ahead is controlled by a switch. Slowly but surely, we're making progress into the game. Ooh, a beast! Do I get to ride it? In Abrax. Breeds these lizards for defense and transport. Okay, so now we gotta do the triggers to... A lot more complex than the original uh, Golden Axe, that's for sure. Okay, I saw something. Thought I saw like a treasure or something. That does not sound healthy, the way that creature breathes fire. That is a really sickly sounding uh, fire breath. Okay, there we go. Loot, I guess. So, gold coins. So, I wonder if we get to... wonder if we get to buy more moves or stuff later on. Okay, do we have another cutscene or another tutorial? There we go, a cutscene. I do like the graphics. Graphics are definitely nice. Is that a nice uh, Conan the Barbarian type world it looks like? Great Lord, your servant beseeches you. Find her worthy. Okay, so we've got a little lady here in front of a huge dragon. Okay, so it's breathing fire on me. Hopefully that's something good. Maybe that's how she gets her fire powers. Oh! Someone just shot uh, the dragon with a big chain. Big bosses here. Big ogre-like things with harpoons. the dwarf. I wonder if that's our buddy from the Gilius Thunderhead. Behind you, girl. So, okay, looks like we got two of the characters from the original Golden Axe. Wonder if we're gonna get the uh, axe battler in here as well.
Sorry, I'm not saying much, just kind of watching the uh, cutscenes play out here. So it's like a little mini T-Rex, but with no arms. Because again, we've got our little beast guy that we ride. I can't, I'm sorry, I, I can't take that fire-breathing thing very seriously. It's like, sounds like that seems kind of sickly. Hey, it knocked me off. So that's another uh, mechanic it looks like it carried over from the original where your enemies can knock you off your lizard things. The Great Dragon. The Dragon is the last of the Great Titans, a race that is still rever revered as gods throughout Uria. Though his capture was not unforeseen, it remains a mystery why Death Adder feels the dragon's power. Well, I think pretty much everyone fears the dragon's power. I mean, especially if you've ever played Dungeons and Dragons. You don't want to run afoul of a dragon. Ooh. Looks like they did a number to our sanctuary here. Ah! Okay, that sucked. Uh... It's one thing I hate about some of these games sometimes where they they had the scenery gets in the way and uh, the original Golden Axe wasn't too bad about that, but um, when I was talking about Pirates of Dark Water, uh, that game was you know pretty bad about that sometimes where you have items or treasures that are hidden behind uh, various pillars or whatnot, so you had to Sometimes there were traps. That was another thing that made uh, Pirates of Dark Water pretty unique as far as most beat-em-ups go. It did have traps you had to contend with every now and then. Okay, I thought I saw a scroll thing somewhere. There it is. Boogeymen, Foot Soldiers of Death Adder. Okay, so I wonder if this is a save point. Oh, healing relic. These re healing relics will fully restore my health. So it looks like instead of picking up food like you did in the uh, the original, you find these little healing relic things. More traps. Are these just trees that I have to cut down? Nope, they're traps. It looks like. Did I miss anything? Nope. Just looking around to see if there are any other items. Okay, more boogeymen. So I think I'm gonna call this episode to a close in a moment, because... So far, it's making a pretty positive impression. I mean, there's there's something to be said with 
you know, these mindless hack-and-slash type games, though, um, honestly, I, when, when I play games like Golden Axe or, uh, Street, Street Fighter, not Street Fighter, uh, Final Fur, Fatal Fury, almost forgot the name of it for a second, not Fatal Fury, Final Fight, ugh, sometimes, oh, look, the little imp-like guys, you get to beat up them again! Gnomes, the mysterious gnomes, are often regarded as petty thieves and scavengers, yet they will travel virtually unimpeded throughout Yuria. They are also known to carry food, potions, and loot. Oh, and it looks like it's a a, re, a nice version of the original theme that would play in the original one, because in the uh, older Golden Axe games, when you... Uh, between stages, you would camp, and there would be these leprechaun-like guys. I think they called them leprechauns or imps or something in the original, but they would start running around your campsite, and you had to beat them up to get either food or potions, and that's how you replenish your magic and health between stages. So it looks like it relies on a similar mechanic here. So like I said, it was saying, overall positive impression. I think this one's a keeper, and it... When I generally though, when I play games like Golden Axe or Final Fight, usually those games I think are a lot more fun to play when you've got a friend to join in on the action. I mean, I'd have to say when game with games like uh, Final Fight, I mean my friend and original co-host Steve, we would play those games sometimes when we were kids, and it, I don't know, it was just it was more fun playing them together, because usually it seemed that when you played them on alone, it just didn't it didn't seem right. It just wasn't as much fun. And I'd even have to say that some of those games, they they're a lot more boring if you play them uh, if you play them on, on your own. Looks like this game, though, is uh, more or less a uh, meant to be single player. So I think we're going to call this an episode for now, so I'd like to thank you all for joining us and tuning in. Hope you enjoyed my little look at the, very brief look at the Golden Axe series, as well as this bargain bin adventure of Golden Axe Beast Rider. So with that said, I'd like to thank you all for joining, and have a good evening, or morning, or afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are, and happy gaming.